beyond labels, titles, and roles exists the true you. And living from the inside out helps you peel past those layers to reveal who you actually are at your core. How do I know? I've been purposefully pursuing this path for several years, awakening to the knowledge that you're not the thoughts you think, you're separate from them. My name is Bridget Blythe-Briere, and I spent a long time being an imposter in my own life, including 15 years clinging to a career I thought I had to. In fact, I believe that a lot of us are hiding behind what we think we're supposed to do and who we think we're supposed to be. And that's why I created this podcast. As I really get to know the true me, I'm sharing it with you, intending for these episodes to provide you with guideposts to pursue your own path to do the same. I call it being socially responsible, taking accountability for thoughts, actions, and reactions to help yourself get out of your own way, create a deeper connection to yourself and the world around you, and to show up as who you're truly meant to be. Let's go. Welcome. Last time we were together, I wasn't yet 40 years old, but now, now I am 40. And one of the gifts that I received from my husband is a nice microphone, which I actually had asked for because I wanted to be able to record myself singing for some collaborations I do with other musicians. But as a bonus, the mic is great for this podcast as well. So hopefully it comes through in the quality of the sound you hear. Anyway, as I was saying, I am 40 years old now, and it's interesting because age matters, but also it doesn't, you know? Like, it unlocks certain privileges and rights like driving and voting and that sort of thing, which matters. But age also falls into the category of ways we judge people and ways we judge ourselves, right? Like, oh gosh, he is old. Wow, she's so young. Hmm. He doesn't look 55. She looks way older than 32. You know, we say those things all the time. We don't even think about it. When I was in my 20s and so insecure but not comfortable admitting it, I clung to age like I would be forever young and as though it was some sort of weapon. Watch out, world. I'm armed with youth. Don't mess with me. You can't hurt me. I'm 20-something. <laughs> but seriously, if we're fortunate, blessed, lucky, however you want to say it, we get to get older. And I didn't start looking at it as a privilege until recently. You know, it used to be just this thing that happened, time passed, I added a number, I was a year older. But I do really see it now as a gift, even with the mental baggage that can come with growing older. And so... While last week I had offered you the challenge to slow down and create separation from your devices and connect with yourself and do something like make time to read a book, I've been over here challenging myself to welcome 40 with a softness for myself that I've never fully embraced before because I'm learning to handle myself with care. And what's cool is that anyone can choose to do this at any time without it being for any reason other than you are worth it, you deserve it, just because you're you. You know, you don't need to wait for a milestone birthday or for that promotion or for when your partner proposes or when you drop 10 pounds. Softening to and for yourself, handling yourself with care, it can happen 
right now. I mean, are you breathing? Great, then we can work with that. Okay, so I am figuring out that handling yourself with care means a lot of different things, and many of them are really simple. And they help you get from moment to moment with a subtle softness that just calmly quiets the ego, and that allows you to experience life more peacefully, like resisting the urge to pluck every gray hair you see and resisting the urge to cyberstalk someone because you either want to feel better or worse about yourself, depending on what you expect to find about whoever you're trying to creep on. Handling yourself with care also means accepting a compliment, just saying thank you, being grateful that someone says something kind to you without having to have some sort of comeback comment to deflect that you're uncomfortable being praised. Now, I asked you before if you were breathing, kind of as a joke, but not, because if you are alive right now and if you are listening to this, that means you are, one, capable of making good choices, if I do say so myself, and I do, and two, you still have the chance to make choices. So why not make the choice to choose yourself with love in your heart and with awareness? The week leading up to my 40th birthday, I was really struggling emotionally. I was trying to act like, oh, it's no big deal, (laughs) but I was having a hard time and I can't even tell you exactly what was going on. I just felt a lot of really strong feelings and that made me very uncomfortable. Strong feelings always make me uncomfortable. It's always been this way around my birthday, but the big 4-0 made the issue feel a little bit extra. Plus, I just have a habit of hiding from what I feel because, like I said, it makes me uncomfortable to deal with things. But instead of resisting these feelings or you know, flipping them into being about something else, I decided that I was going to just let myself be there with exactly what was coming up inside of me. I was like, okay, self, we're going to do this because feelings don't last forever. In fact, one of the reasons I really felt empowered about that is because I had just recently heard about what this neuroscientist, Jill Bolte Taylor, had said about how when a person has a reaction to something in their environment, there is a chemical process that happens in the body that takes about 90 seconds. And then after that, whatever emotional response is left is just a person choosing to stay in that emotional loop. In other words, feelings flow through us based on her research at 90 second intervals. And I was like, I've given birth. I've run a marathon. I've given birth twice. I've run multiple marathons. Like I can handle 90 seconds of discomfort from a feeling I don't like. I can let the wave of emotion flow through me instead of fighting the emotion. And so I sat with what I felt each time something popped up, which, as I said, was kind of frequent in that week leading to my birthday. And each time I softened into it, sometimes there were tears and sometimes it was sobbing, but it actually felt good, if that makes sense, because it was releasing. I was softening into myself and handling myself with such care moment by moment. 
And it's the sort of thing that I wish I'd been able to do a long time ago, but I'm so glad that I'm figuring out now. I have shared before how I spent nearly 15 years clinging to a career, and I thought that I had to have that career because it's what my parents did. Both of them were successful journalists, and I became a successful journalist. You know, in that profession, I had successes, even though it makes me uncomfortable to talk about it. You know, I anchored the news in Boston, and that's one of the top news markets in the country. But it was hard for me to feel proud about it because I felt like an imposter because it wasn't what I wanted for myself. I suffered from what I have dubbed legacy syndrome, where I felt compelled to follow in the footsteps of my parents. So even though my inner knowing was like, this is so not your thing, my ego was like, you need to do this. And so I hardened to that line of thinking, the egoic line of thinking, instead of softening to myself and giving me what I actually needed, instead of handling myself with care. And same thing when I stayed with my college boyfriend through all four years, even though our relationship was completely toxic. I decided to love that he was good looking and played soccer and was in a fraternity and he was popular more than I loved myself and more than I cared how miserable I was that he hurt me physically, mentally, and emotionally. And this was a pattern in relationships that I would repeat into my late 20s. And I... Um, had made a post on Instagram the other day that ties into this because I was, you know, putting this episode together and was thinking about it. And the post said, just because a feeling is familiar, it doesn't necessarily make it right. But we can get so tangled up in our thoughts that we often wind up chasing situations that lead to feelings that we're used to, but that don't actually serve us in any healthy, positive way. And In the post, I went on to share how around the time that my parents divorced, which was almost three decades ago now, I began a pattern of behavior that reflected a belief that I was unlovable. And because of that belief, I then started subconsciously seeking situations and relationships that would allow me to recreate that line of thinking over and over again. Like in the examples I mentioned a moment ago, is familiar. So familiar was comforting, even though nothing good was happening. And it took nearly 20 years for me to sort that out and snap out of just this one particular familiar feeling trance, which stemmed from a belief that I'm unlovable. But as I will continue to say, by learning to notice thoughts, as an unattached observer, you can in turn Learn to trace what you're thinking directly to feelings, like literally how you feel inside your body, which then helps you begin to break destructive habits and patterns in your life, thus allowing you to truly soften to yourself and handle yourself with care. Okay, as we get into this week's call to action, I know that we are already doing great things here. We are practicing noticing thoughts and focusing on gratitude and using a mantra to up the self-love and all the things that we've covered in previous episodes. But what else? Where else? Um, I've mentioned before how much I love the Oprah Super Soul Conversations podcast, and she had this interview with 
actress Tracy Ellis Ross that really ignited a desire in me to be kind to myself. And turning 40 was an opportunity to walk the walk and talk the talk when it comes to that in a bigger, better, even more purposeful way. And so what Tracy Ellis Ross said was that she feels as she's gotten older. I'm going to quote here. I've become more myself. And the more I am myself, the more my life looks like me. And so it's been this process of first coming to know myself, then accept myself, then love myself, be kind to myself even when I don't feel like I want to be. Okay, so that's the quote quote from Tracy Ellis Ross talking to Oprah. But I mean, it's so beautiful. And it just feels like what we should be teaching humans from the moment they have the capacity to understand what it means to love and be loved. After all, the most important relationship you will ever have is the one with yourself. And so that sort of outline that Tracy Ellis Ross shared is such a great overview of an instruction on how to handle yourself with care. Get to know yourself, accept yourself, love yourself, be kind to yourself, even when you don't feel like you want to be. And that last part is the call to action this week. What are more ways you can be kind to yourself, especially when you don't feel like it? Because that's when it's hardest. You know, can you look in the mirror and turn off the negative commentary? Can you pump yourself up for doing something at work that normally brings out your inner critic? Can you just let yourself sit with and feel a big feeling and let it flow through you? Because it will pass. And it will pass faster if you let it flow and let it go. It's science. Neuroscience. Jill Bolte Taylor, look it up. <laughs> and so this week, that's what, what I want us to do. Let's do our best to be kind to ourselves, even when we don't feel like it. And once we make it through the week, we can do it again and again and again. And we're just going to do it one moment at a time. I really want to hear from you. So find me on Instagram at socially responsible, just like the name of the podcast. And please, in gratitude for liking what you hear, take a moment to leave a review, subscribe, and share. Socially responsible, living from the inside out.